you are very familiar with the Psalms, as I read it, you may have said, hey, this sounds familiar. I'm, 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 I'm sensing that I'm heard, I've heard this before. Uh, well, if you have read the Psalms, you have heard this uh, before. This is actually taking a parts of two different Psalms and kind of joining them together to make a, a new Psalm. Um, it's interesting how he does this. And, you know, when you start studying this Psalm, uh, there's really not much details on it. Um, I, I have this giant book of, of Psalms by W.S. Plummer, and most of the time you kind of, it's, it's in the old English, so you kind of read the Psalm, and then he kind of does commentary on each one of the verses, and then he has about 25 observations or, or practical remarks about this Psalm for, for the church. And when I got to Psalm 108 today, I, I read the Psalm, and he, he got three or four sentences, and that was it. So apparently I've already talked about it in, uh, in Psalm 57. I've already talked about it in Psalm 60. I don't need to talk about it again uh, tonight. Uh, but I think the fact that David re re reuses his, his material, I think is actually very instructive to us. Um, I know that sometimes if you've been going to church for a long time, I'm going to say things that you've heard before. Praise God. Amen. We are forgetful people. We need to hear things again and again. Uh, but the, the Apostle Peter says that he's given uh, Peter, the Apostle Peter was saying that we have been given the ministry of reminding. We remind you of these great truths that we've learned time and time again. And, and when we hear truths again, we have to prepare our own hearts not to check them off. I know this, right? Uh, because there's times in our own life where we forget what we have once known. And I think what What's so instructive about this psalm, when we look at 57 and 60, which we will hear in a moment, you'll see how David looks at his own life, his own experiences, the trials in his own life, and then he looks at maybe the end of his life and what he remembers and what he wants to call our attention to. <clears throat> we looked at the Psalm 107 last week, and one of the things I said is that one of the most, the greatest challenges of our own life is that when we're in the midst of our own darkness, our own gloom, we think that life's not going to get any better. And if we live in that darkness and that gloom and we don't see the, the, what's coming, the, the hope of promise was going to come in this life and in the life to come, and we're just shrouded in our own darkness and our own trials and feeling that weight, we get really discouraged and depressed. But if we look beyond the, 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 the fog and look to where our help comes from, look to the future, and not just our, our future in the resurrection, which is the ultimate hope that we have, but also in this life. I think that we can find that we can thrive and have victory. So as, as an introduction, let's kind of, that, that as an introduction, let's go back in our, in, our, in our Bibles to Psalm 57, Psalm 57. And we want to read this in context <clears throat> so that we can help understand what David is trying to teach us tonight. So the, the first part of this Psalm actually is the ending of Psalm 57. So in this psalm, it begins with this introduction to the choir master, according to do not destroy a mictum of David when he fled from Saul in the cave. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For you, for in you, my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge. To the storms of destruction pass by, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me, Selah. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, 
whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul has bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. Selah. So what you see in this first little, um, these first few verses is, is David remembering his own, uh, or actually probably while it was happening, when he was hiding in a cave because Saul wanted to take his life. Uh, God has anoint, had anointed David to take Saul's place. Saul did not like that. Saul became jealous, and, and, and Saul wanted to kill David. So David was running for his life in a cave. If you've ever run for your life in a cave, you, you know that it's not your best day. Right? This is not your best life now, okay? He's in this cave, and he's remembering, he's taking his trust in the Lord, and just looking at the darkness that's all surrounding him. And then he says this in verse 7, which is the beginning of Psalm 108. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. That's all that David kind of includes here in Psalm 108. He, he kind, of, kind of drops all the, the beginning part of the trials. And I just find that very instructive to us. Because David is saying all these things of all that would happen. And when he's in the cave, he's saying, this is what will happen. This is what's going to happen in my life. My heart is steadfast because I trust in you in this moment. And years later, most likely, he's he's remembering that moment. And he's probably in a new trial. Uh, An old friend of mine used to always say, there's three kind of people in life. There are those who who are going into a trial, those who are in a trial, or those who are coming out of a trial right? Our lives are are full of trials, and we have to remember what God has done to our previous trials, because in the moment, the lie of the evil one, the the lie of this age says that your problems are huge, and this will never get better, and we get discouraged, and we get overwhelmed, and what God says to us, even like we think about last week, let us consider the steadfast love of the Lord, what God has already done for us in 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 our lives, so that he will carry us through this, and it's interesting that David doesn't even bring up all the, the bad that happened before. Now, remember that in, in the early church and in the days of Judaism, they were an auditory people, so they would have known what was happening here. They would have brought back and remembered that, that the story of David running from Saul in the cave. And they would have just said, here, why is it not there? Because David has more trust and confidence in the Lord. One of the things I love about this congregation, which I've always loved about this congregation, is, is our senior saints, uh, is the wisdom and the knowledge that God has given people who've lived a, a lifetime. Uh, so this past week, had a chance to sit with Judy Farrell. Uh, Judy is, is 90 now, right? 90 years old, and just asking her about her life and her, what you, you, you remember. And uh, it's, it's amazing when you're, when you're 90, and, and you know, she's like, I know that my time on this earth is, is, is short, um, but that's okay because I know the Lord, right? And we think about all the things, the trials of this life, and as you kind of get near the end of your life and you look back and you realize, man, those trials weren't as bad as I thought they were because God has carried me through. God is with me. God is good. God is strong. And I think David wants us to remember that, yes, I can reflect back on the, the, the chaos of that day, but I want you to remember that my heart is steadfast, 
Right? What, is the, what does the psalm say? My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. This is what happens as you grow in the Lord. When the trials come upon you, they don't shake us anymore. Right? Psalm 112, it says the, the righteous man is not afraid of bad news. Why? It's because you know God is good. You know God is faithful. Right? And I think if you've seen someone as they grow in the Lord, that when, when trials come, they're not overwhelmed, but they will sing of God's glory. Right? And this is the people that we want to be. We want to be so rooted in, the, in, in our sovereign God and how God loves us and how God has been shown his steadfast love towards us, how his faithfulness reaches to the heavens and how his, his great love uh, to the clouds, right? We want, to, we want to think about that. No, this trial we're dealing with right now, I'm okay. But you have cancer. Yeah, but I'm okay. But, but with, with your kids, I'm, I'm okay. I will sing. I will sing. Why? Because we know this at the end of life, I will hear those wonderful words, well done. My good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. But even not then, I know that in this life, it's going to get better. Because that's what God does for his people. So you see that at the beginning of Psalm 108, but you see the same thing in Psalm 60. So just go back to Psalm 60, and we see another uh, introduction. So when you read your, in your Bibles, and a lot of times there's no introductions, and there's the italicized kind of uh, toppings of, your, of the scriptures, and that's more kind of like what the translator wants you to see the main idea is, okay? That's not um, in the original manuscripts. But when you see the bold uh, introduction to Psalms, that actually was written in the earliest manuscripts. So we as Christians would, would say this is part of the sacred text. So in Psalm 60, we see this Introduction to the choir master according to Shushan Uduth, a mictum of David, for instruction when he strove with Aram, you know it, and with Aram Zobah, and when Joab uh, on his return struck down 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. O God, you have rejected us, broken our defenses, you have been angry, O restore us. You have made the land to quake, you have torn it, tore it open, torn it open. Repair its breaches for it totters. You have made your people see hard things, and you have given us wine to drink that made us stagger. You have set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow. Selah. That your beloved know, the beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer us. So you see the same thing. There's this David is, is pursuing a victory. God has said, go and, and deliver uh, these people. But David did not f listen to God and say, only these people. He extended it beyond his ability. Remember, the nation of Israel, their, their goal was not to, to kind of conquer every single nation, but their, their goal was to be a light to the Gentiles. It was to show that the goodness of God and how they lived. And, and there are certain people that God judged through the nation of Israel because of their sin. This was one of them. And while David was pursuing them, the nation of Edom kind of came along uh, behind them and they were about to destroy them. So we see this, and this is the, the part that we see in um, uh, Psalm 108, verse 6. It really starts actually in verse 5. It says, That your beloved ones may be delivered, give salvation by your right hand, and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. With exaltation, I will divide up Shechem and portion out the, the vale of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my washbasin, upon Edom I cast my shoe. 
over Philistia, I shout in triumph. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go forth, O God, with our armies? O grant us help against the foe. For vain is the salvation of man. With God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Again, I think what David is doing here in Psalm 108, he's saying, you can remember back to that psalm, but I'm not going to bring up the danger that we were in in that moment. I'm not going to bring up the specific danger that, that Edom was coming up behind us and, and our, 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 our nation may have been destroyed. I, I think because we, we know what happened. God gave victory. God fulfilled his word. Uh, so what you see here is, is, is David, uh, David remembering what God has already promised, that God has promised that the land, Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my washbabe. And that land I have already promised to you. He did that while they didn't know it was going to happen, okay? Sometimes our, our trials, when they come upon us, we don't know the outcome, what's going to come, right? So that's what causes the fear. That's what causes us to worry. That's what causes us the anxiety. And in that moment, David leading his people, not knowing that, that they're going to get victory over Edom, but Edom's coming up from behind. But here, when he writes this psalm, he knows it's going to happen because it already happened. And he's looking back and he's reflecting on God's kindness to him. He says, upon Edom, I cast my shoe, which means that I put my shoe there as a sign of I take possession of this land. Philistia, Philistia over the Philistines, I, I shout in, in triumph. Well, David here already knows that it has happened. You know, so much of our life is, is waiting in hope of what's going to come. Is it not? You know, we, we hope that God is going to do this or God is going to do that in so many things. And when you hope that God is going to get us through these, these little trials in our life, we can be confident that whatever trial God brings in our path, he will be victorious. Every single trial. This is one of the things that we as a people of God, we can't get overwhelmed by our circumstances. You know, if you're a Christian in America, a lot of times it feels a little rocky right now, right? We'll say things like it's never been this bad before. I can't believe our nation's like this, right? And we start feeling this anxiety and this worry. Now, you could say that as a nation, as a, as a Christian in America, but you could also talk about that in your own life, can you not? Things have, I've never felt this overwhelmed before. Things have never been this tight financially. My marriage has never been this rocky, right? My, my kids have never been this disobedient. And you, these, these, these weights start to come down on you. And what God says, with me, you win. You win. You win, you win, and you win because you belong to me. This is what he's saying right here at the end of the psalm, right? With God, we shall do valiantly. We shall win, beloved. God is with you. God is with you. This is what the, what, what, what's so hard sometimes in the midst of our trials. We think that we're alone. This is the lie of the evil one. You're alone. No one understands. And God says, with me, you win. You are not alone. It says right there in verse, in verse 12, this is grant us against the foe for vain is the salvation of man. You know, if you're in a trial right now and you're trying to get out of it by yourself, it's vain. It's empty. 
You know, if you, you jump back to Psalm 60, there was a, there's a part that doesn't include here in Psalm 108, but it says, my banner, God has given us a banner. Just, just look, look back there to Psalm 160. Okay, it's right there in verse 4. Okay, it says, you have set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow. Now, the Lord is my banner is actually taken from the days of Moses, when Moses was was up on, on the rock, and Aaron and Hur were on one side and the other, and Joshua was out leading them in battle, and when God's, when Moses' arms were raised to the Lord in prayer, what happened? They had victory, and when his arms fell down, they started to be defeated. And after uh, he needed a little help from his, from his friends, right, Aaron and Hur kind of came up there, and he lifted up his arms to the Lord, and guess what happened? They were victorious. And afterward, Moses said, this is, the Lord is my banner. What is the banner that God has given his people? It is prayer. It is God says, come to me, right? Ask me and I will give you victory. But so often in our lives when we're going through our trials, we don't go to God in prayer. We just saw that in the last psalm, did we not? People going through all this, this, this trials in, in the sea, those who are in prison, those who are foolish in sin. And what did they all do? They cried out to the Lord. Why? Because the Lord is my banner. He's my strength. If I think that I'm going to overcome the, the disobedience of my children by my own efforts, that's, that's the salvation of man and it is vain. If you think that you're going to overcome the, 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 the issues that, that your, your spouse has by your own efforts and by your own words, that's the salvation of man. It's vain. But with God, with God who is, who is the one, the creators of the heavens and the earth, with him all things are possible. So we, he wants to, to put us in these trials sometimes so that we will not depend upon ourselves. So you can't do it alone. So you know what he does? He gives people in your life to hold up your left hand and your right. This is just what I'm seeing in the, in the life of the body of Park Baptist Church. I'm seeing people going through some stuff. You know, you probably felt it in, in, my, in my tone on Sunday. I was heavy when I walked into this pulpit on Sunday. I've been feeling the weight of the, 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 the sin that people have, have dealt with from this world and in their own lives in our body all week long. And it has been heavy. I mean, God is doing amazing things in our congregation, but beloved, God is, is working in people's lives, working a very hard work of repentance and sanctification. And that is and that is, that is heavy. But you know what God's doing? He's bringing people to the right and to the left to hold up their arms and saying, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. And God wants us to, to be unleashed towards one another, that we, we can serve one another and pray for one another and, and love one another and, and bear with one another and forgive one another. When we, when we do that in a body, what happens is our arms are then lifted up to the Lord and we trust him. Because the way God works in his people, he works through his people. So God is going to work in your own life through his people. So let's not trust in our own efforts. When you are at your wit's end, be at your wit's end. Fall before God in your weakness. And then what you will see is the power of Almighty God who says, yes, I know this is bad, but this darkness and this gloom will one day fade away because if you are with me, you will be victorious. Because on the darkest day in human history, when the sinless Son of God 
hung on a tree. Jesus said, it is finished. He went in the grave and he came out. So now in Christ, all things are possible. So beloved, hear me. Your trial, your problem you face today will end. It is not the worst thing that ever has happened to you. It will not be the worst thing in your life. But whatever trial you face moving forward, you can know that God will be with you and God's people will be with you. And in him, you will be victorious. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would help us see in Christ we can have the victory. We pray, Lord, whatever trial we're facing now, we pray that we would not try to achieve victory by our own will and by our own effort. But God, we would cry out to you, for you are our banner. You're the one who gives us help when we need it. So God, we call out to you tonight. Whatever trial the, the body is facing right now, whatever grief, whatever sin, whatever, whatever pain they're facing, oh God, I pray that they would, they would know that you, in you, you give them strength to win and to walk in a way that would honor you. So God, we pray that you would help us be people who have courage and who valiantly walk the life of faith until we await that final and glorious day when you will call us to yourself and we will fully and finally experience the victory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.